0: Well it's official. Goodbye concrete and hello grass. The Blue Jays will be playing their home games this year in beautiful PNC Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The dimensions are bigger so you'll have to give it a little extra if you want to hit a home run. But in the case of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., a ground ball to the left side is still just a ground ball to the left side. All right, here we are. It is Wednesday morning coming at you from a gray, gray Toronto, Ontario. It is July 22nd, 2020. This is Underdogs. I am David Patrick Fleming, and looking at me through my computer screen is the getting younger by the day, Jacob Eamon. Wow, you just look like your son. If I could take you from two days ago, I would say, oh, I know your dad. I do a podcast with your dad every day. I didn't realize that he had a, a nine-year-old son who still has far more stubble on his face than I've ever had in my life.
1: <laughs> you said yesterday that you listened to the playback of our episode and that you could tell that I didn't have a beard somehow <laughs> yeah. through the audio. What was that? Yeah,
0: I don't know. Just some... Some lacking of authority that 's gone from you now <laughs> when you because was it 's like you 've taken off like uh, a full mask off your face that wasn 't even a beard, it was a mask, and now it 's truly you yep and uh, i 'm not afraid of you anymore
1: <laughs> well uh, for anyone who 's watching on YouTube right now. You can't tell that I desperately need a haircut now. I felt like it was less
0: apparent when I had the beard. Everything. You look like you look like Michael Keaton and Mr. Mom. <laughs> what? You look, like, you look like you look like a young dad who's going through hard times in a '90s rom com. Is is that a comment on my hairline? No. Call me Michael Keaton. <laughs> you think that I'm taking this moment to hairline shame you? I on don't this- know. I wouldn't no. be surprised. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't the specific intent, but uh, I guess it's all in the same pot of stew, but uh, that's not what I was doing. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I just called you, basically called you Batman, and now I'm uh, no, giving no, 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 me no. shit for that. I basically just called you Batman.
1: Dude, you said you look like Michael Keaton <laughs> in some movie I've never heard of called Mr. Mom. Where you it sounds like Mr. He, mom? It sounds Dude, like in amazing. that movie, this man becomes a mom. Oh, I
0: well he does
1: (laughs) how would in what way does he become a mom
0: he just has he's like in charge of the house he takes care of his kids and he also oh oh, sorry i just called you one of the i just called you one of the great actors of our time who also played batman and now i i'm i'm the monster this is some sort of 90s misogynistic movie where if a man
1: takes care of his children that makes him a mom
0: I don't remember it in uh, enough detail because I also would have watched it in a time where I didn't even know what the word misogynist meant. I was yeah. too young. So uh, it's totally possible that that's true. I just, I, I saw it also after I saw Batman. So I just watched it like Batman watches
1: his kids.
0: Yeah, right.
1: But you didn't come on here and you're like, whoa, Jacob, you look like Michael Keaton
0: in Batman. You look like Bruce Wayne today. Well because Bruce Wayne has a haircut you know like Bruce Wayne cares about what he looks like Bruce Wayne is a billionaire who's in charge of a lot of things and he's uh, it's just different right but you look like Bruce Wayne with no money is what I'm saying (laughs) Bruce Wayne with the wrinkly t-shirt from Uniqlo (laughs) (laughs) so uh did you watch the game last night or were you at work David? Uh, did not work last night. What? Had a bit of a uh, bit of a falling out with the old restaurant job. No. I so, little backstory on this is that I showed up to work on Saturday and they had masks that they had bought for us, and these were Steve Madden branded masks.
1: Oh, bougie.
0: Yeah, and they're obviously made for a woman's face. And you can say whatever you will about that. They're just really, really small. They don't cover a lot of space. They were pink masks. I had no issue with the fact that these were pink masks. I'll wear whatever. And in fact, I wore this mask all night. But because it was small, it was popping off of my face all the time. So it takes away from the point of the mask. My mouth was exposed a lot. It was falling off my nose. Um, it hurt my nose. It was pulling down. I have like a sore spot on my nose from this mask. The, the, the ear holders were yanking my ears, uh, out. So I looked like a stressed out fucking monkey walking around serving these tables, but I did it. Yeah. And so then before the shift yesterday, I get a text saying, Hey everybody, uh, we got these great Steve Madden brand masks and they're $20 bring in $20 Uh, To wear these masks, they're mandatory. I just got so triggered. And look, I don't, I'm not saying I dealt with this situation well. There's many other ways that I could have reacted to this. I could have looked for a solution, but my response to that was, the mask doesn't fit, I'm not buying it, thanks. If that's a deal breaker, let me know, because I'm not going to come in tonight if that's the case. Boom, just like... (laughs) show all your cards right away and just force their hand. And I'm thinking that they're going to like backpedal and be like, because, you know, I assumed I was needed last night. (laughs) But I get a response that's like, no problem. The masks are mandatory. And I was like... So I'm starting to get into, like, I can feel the blood rising up to my neck and to my eyes. And I was like, they I called th- your bluff. totally." And I was like, I think that safety trumps style. And then you have no right to make me wear a mask. that doesn't fit me um, because my safety has to be the utmost concern. And so you can't make me pay for something that doesn't fit. And I'm not going to be put in a situation where I am working in an unsafe manner. And really, I'm just saying that. To justify my rage, I don't really care if the mask doesn't fit. It doesn't really bother me, to be honest with you. I was just, you know, losing it. And you didn't and, want to go to work. <laughs> well, it's not. I mean, in the anger, I just wanted to win. Like, yeah, I wanted yeah, yeah, to, I like, I wanted them to suffer in some way. Right. And they were just like, yeah, no, um, don't come in. And I was like, well, then I'm going to come in and get my tips. And they were like, go for it. (laughs) And it was just kind of having no effect. And then uh, one of the owners calls me and she's just like, I just didn't like how you dealt with that situation. You didn't look for a solution. You didn't ask for a different size of mask. And I think maybe you're too stressed to work here. And I was like, what do you mean I'm too stressed to work here? You know, I'm like getting stressed. Yeah, I was like, everybody's stressed. Every single person is stressed. You're stressed. Uh, The manager's stressed. I'm stressed. You can't have anybody in this time who isn't stressed. And she's like, well, I worked really hard to keep this restaurant afloat. And I don't want anybody's stress in this restaurant. I was like, you've got everybody's stress in this restaurant. (laughs) And things, you know, kind of calmed down. And she just said, why don't you come back when things normalize? And I was like, okay, all right. And I kind of apologized for the way that I reacted to everything after I kind of calmed down. And then as time went on. I had a complete and utter flop. I was like, God, I really dealt with that like a bag of shit. What have I done? I was m- making good money at that place. It was nice to kind of be out and doing stuff. And I was like, look, 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 let's, let's talk this over. <laughs> I-, I want us to still work there. And so now I'm kind of in this place where she's like, well, I already gave your shifts away to another person. And now they're going to work those shifts. So maybe I can.
1: <clears throat> but coming back to the issue here, are you having to wear this mask and are you having to buy it? Can you wear your own mask? What's the deal with that?
0: I don't know. Like Nobody uh, reacted to the situation well, but I definitely was the one who reacted the worst to it. And uh, as this text thread was going on longer, it was like, okay, look, we'll try to get masks that fit, but for now, wear a black mask if you have one. And that's exactly what I have. I have a black mask. So if I had just waited, (laughs) I could have I could have just gone into work last night with my black mask. I
1: think the money thing is what would have triggered me, that they want you to pay for the mask. I don't know why that bothers me. I know when you work at a restaurant, you have to buy your apron or you have to buy a uniform. They
0: change their uniforms at this place like three times a year, and you always have to buy whatever their (sighs) new idea is. And it sucks. It's so maddening because it's like you're making me pay for something I don't want to fucking wear. The uniforms are stupid. They're so stupid, like full-body denim apron with a colorful bow tie, something you'd never buy in your life, and then you're tapping the old credit card just so you can have a job. Yeah. They they dress you up like a fucking performing monkey.
1: It's just so dirty, too, that, that the mask, like this thing that is to protect people's lives, that costs costs them 20 bucks like just give us the mask if you want us to wear a branded mask otherwise i'll wear my own mask right like
0: yeah it's like i don't need it to say steve madden on it just so i can snot my nose in it and like fill it up with a pool full of sweat and like cough in it you know what i mean like it doesn't nobody cares no, nobody's like uh, they're just wearing standard masks Uh i can't even eat my food Ugh. if only they had a steve madden mask something pink something classy Ugh.
1: yeah to me like i might have been like are there larger sizes? Because the one I wore last time doesn't work, so I'd rather wear my own
0: mask, if possible. Well, yeah. See, the way <laughs> you even worded that, opened the door for conversation. Yeah. It didn't just kick it down with your leg and then come in with your fists up. Which but you, is, David, you wouldn't be you if you didn't do that. Yeah? Well, maybe I wouldn't be in this position in my life if I wasn't me. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Something else that I might be able to do for work that I saw yesterday, which I think is, wow, amazing. DoorDash is uh, partnering up with Heinz in the Toronto area for Blue Jays games to deliver boiled ballpark hot dogs to people's house for the game. Boiled hot dogs at your door. (laughs) Boiled hot dogs aren't good when you get them immediately out of the boiling water that they came from, let alone when they're in a car wrapped in tinfoil for a half an hour. Oh
1: my God. That is disgusting. I would, when I buy hot dogs, I would rather microwave them than boil them. I'd rather eat it
0: raw right out of the package. And I do that. And in the history of time, nothing has been more appealing by adding the word boiled to it like, <laughs> just leave it out
1: don't just say hot dogs
0: and like let me be ignorant to how it was cooked let me be like oh maybe it's grilled I don't know that's kind of nice don't say straight up look these are boiled dogs <laughs> we're wrapping them in, in tinfoil where the steam from the boiled dog is going to, like, sog up the bun. Oh. And we're going to be inundated with orders because people think this is such a fun thing. You'll probably get your hot dogs in the sixth inning, and it'll just be a fucking pool of bread pudding and an old wrinkly-ass dog coming to your door. And you know that it's going to be coming
1: with, like, a little couple packets of ketchup and mustard that you have to put on yourself, too, because that's going to All condiments
0: up. on the side. All condiments on right, the of side. of course. Says that right in the uh <laughs> right in the story and and it's like oh so i'm doing the work <laughs> i've got that in my fridge already i don't need that <laughs> I, if there's nothing i fucking hate more i mean there's many things i hate more but i hate opening up those little condiment packages <laughs> drives me crazy yeah. that, that sounds like just the biggest hassle to me to do that but am i going to do it yes i am
1: do you think that we could send a kind of chunk a clip to maybe Heinz or DoorDash of us talking about them and be like look we're
0: doing free advertising for you <laughs> want to partner with underdogs are you sad that you're not at the Rogers Center Do you sort of hate yourself and also you're hungry why not order boiled dogs in soggy buns right to your door for the big game <laughs> receive an apology every time from your DoorDash delivery man <laughs> We receive a free credit for the rest of the season based on one bite of these awful, awful wieners. Oh, that's so dumb. So are we gonna get into this uh this game? Nate yeah. Pearson facing off against the Red Sox last night. Before we even get to Nate Pearson. Oh, <laughs> you're talking about the audio?
1: Let's just let's just take a moment of silence here for the <laughs> SportsNet audio crew. What a weird start. The broadcast starts and there's, it just keeps cutting between these different cameras. You're looking at the field. It's dead silent. You can sort of hear the umpires talking together. Then there's a shot of the field. Not much is happening. It cuts between a bunch of different cameras, and then it just goes
0: straight to a commercial. <laughs> what is going on right now? And then for the whole top inning, there's no commentary whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Was there supposed to be Sportsnet commentary, or was it always supposed to be the Nesson feed for that game? I'm assuming
1: that it, that we were supposed to have a Sportsnet commentary, and that's what the
0: problem was. <laughs> it was. That does not bode well for the rest of the season. I was thinking when I was watching that game with no commentary, this could be game seven of the World Series, and I'm not sure I could make it through the whole thing. And
1: then you see, like, it, finally it comes up. We're having audio issues. It's like, okay, okay. Um, but then you, Rodney Dangerfield comes on. you got to listen to the Nesson broadcast for the rest of the game. <laughs> Doesn't that guy sound like Roddy Dangerfield? I can't remember his name. The guy with the like the, Yeah, no, I know
0: what you're talking about. The, the guy's like, like Yeah, like he should be on YouTube for like how to do a New England dialect.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Here's a question that I wrote down for you. At what point do you think it will no longer be charming? When Bo swings out of his shoes and nearly falls over. I mean, I still love it. And I love that he does it on basically every OO pitch because you know that he wants to hit a home run for that first pitch of the game every time. But it's, I'm just like curious a year from now, two years from now, when he's still like, if there's going to be a point where it's just frustrating that he has to swing so hard at everything.
0: It'll just depend on how good he is. Like, if he goes through a long period of struggle, you're going to start to try to. Make up reasons why he's struggling and you'll be like, well, maybe if he didn't swing so fucking hard, dude, you don't have to hit a home run. I mean, how many times were we doing that with uh, the like 2016, 2017 Blue Jays? It was just like they were striking out so much and it was like, you don't have to hit a home run every fucking time that you're up there. And so, (laughs) you know, but if he's good and he he does really well when he swings out of his shoes you're going to be like that's just bo man that's just who he is it's what makes him good but as soon as he struggles it'll be like why don't you fucking relax in the box buddy
1: yeah because right now it's still it's still fun to him like he kind of laughs at himself every time he does it still he has
0: yeah. a kind of like little smile like yep i know that's what i do <laughs> but you know in his his adrenaline's probably up he's probably all jacked up which is good that he can get himself to that state in uh in a meaningless game with no fans or commentary
1: <laughs> on on pearson's first strikeout i feel like i look like a kid like like i am Giggling, I'm grinning. Uh, my my body's like bubbling. I don't know what to do because I'm so excited. When he struck out Benintendi there, uh, mm. the the changeup was filthy. Yeah, it looked like it just disappeared at the bottom of the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and going from that to the way the rest of the inning sort of started to unravel was really unnerving. And again, it feels like it felt like I sort of. Willed it into existence, you know. I feel like on yesterday's show, I described exactly what an inning falling apart would be for Nate, and it feels like it was eerily similar to what actually happened.
0: Yeah, that four pitch walk was nasty. It, it looked like he was trying too hard. It looked like he was coming out of his delivery. Everything was way out of the zone, and in a way, it looked like he was overthrowing. But yet, his velocity seemed down. Yeah. Now I don't. I haven't watched a lot of Nate Pearson, obviously. So maybe when you hear that he throws 104, that's just in a more of a a closing type situation where he comes in and like is just been given a couple innings in a, in a game or like in an all-star game where he knows that he's gonna just have like an inning to pitch and so he can air it out. But I was like, oh, is he, does he sit at like 95, 96? Oh, I was expecting like, boom, a hundred, boom, a hundred. He said
1: after the game that he couldn't find his delivery. And so his velocity's down from that because he's aiming the ball instead of just letting it eat. And he, he, he on multiple times describes his heater. He calls it electric himself. <laughs> he's like, I just couldn't find my electric heater. And then I can't remember what the, the other way he described it, but another like
0: hilarious adjective, like knowing that his fastball is incredible. He did come across well in that interview after like, he's got some confidence. He's not going to get rattled. And he, uh, he conveyed himself well.
1: What's going to be really interesting to me? One of the biggest things that I noticed during it is I'm curious to see how his mound presence evolves over the years. Like you see, he's totally openly letting the opposition know that he's mad at himself when he's after that walk when he can't find the zone. He's like he he's stressing out. Really good pitchers do that he, all
0: the time. Scherzer does that. Holiday used to do that. It well, but it it
1: really depends because a lot of pitchers I find. Start to evolve into becoming sort of robotic. Not letting, not letting hitters know if they're if they're feeling it, if they're not feeling it. it just is what it is, and I throw, and you don't get anything from me.
0: I don't know. I think it's also it, it, it works two ways, though. I think if you're throwing ninety eight and you're missing the zone and you're really upset with yourself, it's like God, oh, what's this kid capable of? You know, like that's how um, sure of himself that he is. You know, what what is the upside? <laughs> To him when this is how frustrated he gets with this level of struggle. Yeah, for sure. It wasn't that I mean the home run was bad to Moreland, whatever, but the the single to Devers was like a ninety-six mile an hour fastball up in the zone. Devers is just awesome. Yeah. And he eats Blue Jays
1: pitching. Oh my God, those stats? What, four <laughs> thirty-six?
0: Yeah. Eight home. Thirteen runs.
1: home. I think it was more than that. Or was it eight? I thought it was eight. In any case, he demolished the Blue Jays. Yeah. Seeing the, seeing the hot and cold of what Vladdy did against the Red Sox versus what Devers did against the Blue Jays. Yeah. There's, there's an element of, of Rafael Devers that sort of feels like the alternate universe in which Vladdy didn't give up. Well, Devers was Vladdy in his first year. I know. That's what yeah. I'm saying.
0: And, and now Devers, Devers looks fine to me at third. He's he you know, they're really me. good friends, too. speaking of Vladdy it just drives me crazy when he grounds the ball it drives me fucking crazy I'd rather him fly out I don't want pop outs pop outs are even more maddening but just for him to elevate the ball because the amount of ground balls he just smokes to the left side of the infield it's like becoming his calling card yep they're finding holes so it's like it's really frustrating because you're mad at him, but you're
1: also like, yeah, but you run, got in the run, and
0: yeah, it was a single, but come on, Vlad. And I know like, this is the first time we've been able to watch a game for like four or five months. We've had no sports whatsoever, and this is a, their first kind of crack at like playing an actual team, and I'm sure it's under very awkward uh, circumstances, so it's not fair of us to just start laying into these guys, but hey, we're all pent up, and stop fucking grounding the ball. It's driving me crazy.
1: Well, when the major criticism of your season coming up of being a phenomenal hitter is that you had an extremely high ground ball rate, when the season starts and we've been told that you've been working on grounding the ball less and every ball that we've seen has gone on the ground, it's hard to feel like there's been a lot of progress made. Now again, yeah, we're judging very early, but I want to see the ball in the air, especially the way this ball was flying this night. like. It seemed like the J.D. Martinez home run, that opposite field, it looks like he just stuck the bat out. It was at the top of the zone on the outside of the plate. He just kind of poked the ball, and it just sailed. The ball was flying in the early innings at least every time the the Red Sox got it up in the air. So I was just begging for someone on the Blue Jays early on to to get the ball in the air so we could get some damage done.
0: Man, Rowdy is so strong.
1: Rowdy, he's just... (laughs) my man
0: i know man i I like i mean i I can't even remember what i've said about rowdy i'm sure at times i've trashed him
1: i've been i feel like i've been a champion of rowdy since the beginning and uh, you know part of it i know i've I've said is because of his name but i feel like there's maybe this is going to be his year and of course (laughs) of course it's 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 all irrational judgments but tonight i wrote this down tonight he's got to be hitting cleanup. If I see Travis Shaw hitting cleanup again anytime this season, I'm going to be pissed because I feel like Shaw is only there because he's a veteran. And to me, he's done
0: nothing to show that he deserves to be in that spot yet. Yeah, but there could be like a five-game stand where Rowdy Telez strikes out three times a game and you're like, what is Rowdy doing hitting cleanup? Yeah, okay. But then I want to see Tay Oscar in cleanup. I want to see Gritchup
1: in cleanup. And of course, that is apparently Vladdy's job, so... When Gurriel comes back, that's going to be Vladdy's spot.
0: Well, apparently, the new cleanup hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays should be Derek Fisher because he launches two bombs. And on his first at bat, he does classic Derek Fisher: strikes out looking, takes <laughs> his helmet off, and then you know, kind of goes into the dugout and looks at his phone for Craigslist job openings. Uh, but then, you know, he 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 just entices you a little bit with his kind of natural power and he does have power but god he's a frustrating player well
1: after that first at bat apparently he goes back inside um, just does a quick cage session with Dante Bichette hitting whisperer comes out boom <laughs> do rock you know it. that
0: for you, you don't don't know <laughs> <laughs> how else can but you like, explain it
1: obviously that's yeah. what happened
0: uh, I'll give you another explanation cocaine so <laughs> he went to the back and he went snort 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 and then he was like Oh, my self-loathing has lessened. It's time to whap some baseballs. Let's go back to the beginning a bit, though. Let's, let's, let's talk a bit more about Nate Pearson, what
1: it means for him for his start. Do you think, I mean, it's interesting to hear people breaking down. You hear Shai Daviti talking after the game. You hear Charlie Montoyo saying that uh, we're not going to put the pressure on one start uh, being the reason that Nate Pearson makes that fifth spot or not. Do you, do you believe that? I know that I was pretty critical yesterday, talking about what a important start this is, and that one way or the other, I feel like is going. To, it's going to be the deciding factor, or at least the optics that they can use it as, as a deciding factor to bring him up no or down. No way,
0: no way, no way. There's no way that you can create a narrative about not calling him up that isn't a manipulation of service time with the expanded rosters with the pitching that the Blue Jay hat the Blue Jays have. Uh, there's just no way. Of it's course, it's a manipulation of service. Of time. Time. No, but I'm <laughs> saying there's no way to convey it. That you can't say, "Well, uh, he let up a home run to Mitch Moreland, so uh, that's it." No, you can say, "Yeah, he he had a rough start to the game, but that is irrelevant to him being called up." But the thing is that's I find it's just like gross about these service time manipulations, especially in this case. Is that you as the Blue Jays, you want to say you have a meritocracy and you want to say we want to put the best team on the field. Well, then do that. Put the best team on the field. Put Nate Pearson on the team because you're you're, going to lie in some other way.
1: Is there any part of you that thinks this could be a Vladdy thing? We all believe this kid is the greatest and we want him to be called up immediately and maybe he will struggle out of the bat and maybe...
0: Yeah, but there's nothing else for him to do. There's nothing else for him to do. If there was a minor league, this is another reason why it's such a manipulation if they don't call him up. There's no minor league season. They can't can't say like, oh, go down to uh, Buffalo and have a couple starts down there and let's just see where you're at. Uh, Go down to Buffalo and... uh, play catch. Play catch on the grass. Go throw the ball up against a wall for two weeks and then we're going to call you back up. There's nothing for him to do down there that is going to make him better, that is going to further develop him. You have to call him up if that's actually uh, a concern. For me, it still just comes back to what can I say? What can I
1: say? Is there anything in that start that I saw that we can use against him that he said himself? Maybe he needs he just needs a week to try and figure out what was wrong with his with his delivery so that he can have his fastball ready so that he doesn't go out there and get overwhelmed from the outset and be struggling in a game to try and find his fastball command and his delivery maybe that's no, something that's
0: ridiculous that... man it's so early in the season I'm, I'm, like most pitchers probably are having problems finding their delivery okay but
1: if we all if we both agree that the likelihood is that they're going to keep him down what can they say if not that they
0: can they I, 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 I can't wait to hear it, because whatever it is, is dog shit just pouring out of their mouth, and you're not even going to hear words, and they're like, ah, 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 fucking tubes of dog shit coming out.
1: Well, one thing that I did feel after watching that first inning was that the majors humbles all, that there is no one that is too untouchable, that is too phenomenal to not be humbled by a major league lineup, by a major league pitching that... The, the,
0: the next level is a lot more intense. We are making so much of this start, though. Like, my God, give the kid a major league start in a regular season game, and then, like, let's let's jump down his throat. He wasn't that bad. He still threw 98 with a crazy changeup. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, this is the way I felt about it. It doesn't feel any different from
0: there Friday. Well, that's just the way you felt about it, though. It doesn't make it true. Yeah doesn't Doesn't make it more valuable because you felt that way. It's still not a regular season game. It's still not an official major league star. He had a two out inning for God's sakes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he had a two out inning. Yeah, that in itself is ridiculous.
1: That and that to me during it, it all just felt like this is uh, this is all, what all they needed to be able to keep him down for a week.
0: Oh my my God, he's not ready for the big leagues. He couldn't even make it to three outs. My God, what what are we supposed to do? no it's not his fault it was two out inning you know pitchers get shelled max scherzer steven strasberg clayton kershaw they've all been shelled before and i wouldn't even call that a shelling it was just a three-run dinger
1: Mm -hmm.
0: still they they had to call an inning before he was before he got through it not because he was like i can't my arm, i can't just because they had certain allotments of the amount of pitches they want him to throw per inning if I was if I was <laughs> if I was a dirty,
1: dirty general manager trying to manipulate service time, I might not have let him go back out after that.
0: <laughs> no, that's disgusting. That would be disgusting. Manipulating service time is disgusting. But that's not like that's not they're like they're not trying to fuck with this kid in that degree to that level. They want him to get the work in. They want him to go through struggle because they want him to be an amazing pitcher. They don't want to just use him to save money. They want him to be good. They have to have an invested interest in his success. These are obviously not things that I would want to do if it was me in
1: charge, but... If I'm a dirty, like they're, dirty. They're not like
0: sitting up in the booth, like twirling their mustache, being like, ah, perfect, perfect. He let up a home run. Gake him out. Shame him in front of everyone. So what do they do? Let doing? all the Sportsnet headlines be Pearson fails to make it through the first inning and really wreck this kid and make it seem like that's why he didn't get called up and use that when it's so clear that wouldn't be the reason. And that would make him even more mad. He'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm never playing here after my arbitration's over. Go fuck yourself. At least it's a year later. (laughs) <laughs> and then when they ask him hey do you want to come into the bullpen in a playoff game to help us win go fuck yourself hey do you want to work with some of these uh, other pitchers and help them show them your slot go fuck yourself hey do you want to stop telling us to go fuck ourselves uh, all the time when we talk go fuck yourself <laughs> you don't want that man some things are worth paying for it's worth fucking paying uh, him some money extra money that you don't have to pay to call him up
1: I agree. Let the, rest
0: of the, let the rest of the team believe in the front office because you've got a bunch of guys that you're going to want to sign probably. Vladdy, Bo, Nate. Let them all think, hey, this is a good organization. Hey, let's all stay here, guys. They believe in us and they've been true to their word. Look, I totally agree. I
1: 100% agree, but everyone else doesn't. So I'm trying to look at it from their point of view and see what can this front office say? What can they do? What can they use in order to keep this guy down who has no reason to be kept down? That's all I'm saying.
0: He didn't show enough remorse after his start not being great. And um, new studies are coming out that that's a symptom of COVID-19. So we are going to keep Nate Pearson down for a couple of weeks until he tests positive enough, until he tests negative Did you times.
1: notice Danny Jansen slide into home? How horrible he looked sliding? It looked like he lost momentum by like flopping onto the ground instead of moving forward through the air.
0: (laughs) It's going to be a weird thing to do when you're living your life. Like, stay away from everybody. Don't touch anybody. Uh, Keep your distance. And then you're like, I forget how to slide. Ah. (laughs) You go into the plate. I think I would do the same fucking thing, man. I, like, if I was thrown into a situation right now where I all of a sudden had to be really close to people, possibly collide with somebody, I would be like, I don't know what to do.
1: Another thing I noticed, uh, how, how pissed did Grichik look when Hernandez didn't make that catch
0: out in the outfield? Uh, I, didn't, I don't think I saw his reaction to it.
1: H- Hernandez was laughing, looking around like, oh, man, I didn't make the catch. Grichik was so business throwing that ball in and then like they were talking to each other afterwards Hernandez was smiling Grichik had not even a whisper of a smile on his face
0: Hernandez does that man he has this sort of like like kid playfulness to him when he fucks up and yeah it's fucking and so maddening. begins the
1: conversation of Teoscar Hernandez the terrible defender
0: in the outfield again yeah I'm so tired of that conversation it's like uh like, what do you do? Because now you need Rowdy to play DH. So, I don't know, he's like, takes away from Teoscar playing DH. And then he has to play in the field more, and he yep. sucks.
1: To me, it was never really explained, the switch between Teoscar playing center and Randall playing center. Everyone was saying it seems like uh, Teoscar's better when he plays center. He seems terrible at the corners. We're not really sure why, but he's reads the ball better when, when it's coming to the center. Uh, we also think that Randall Grichik is a better right fielder than he is a center fielder, but uh, and we don't want to put Randall in center field. We don't. We we like him in right, but then all of a sudden this season Randall's back in center and Teoscar's in right. I don't understand. Maybe I missed something, but I never heard any sort of explanation to what they're thinking there. Well, I
0: think it is true that Randall's a better right fielder than a center fielder, but also Teoscar's just bad like he's just it's it's tough to manage your team by trying to manage somebody's problem like well he has to go in center field because he's absolutely rancid on the corners and so now we're fucked and we have to put Randall in right field like Randall's not an amazing center fielder this team needs a center fielder this team needs an elite center fielder absolutely what about
1: I don't know maybe it's because of uh, Lourdes Guriel's arm but I'd be curious to see him get some reps in right put Teoscar in left I don't know if that would if that would help
0: things at all. Teoscar was horrendous in left field. It was like, it was like you or I out in left field. He was so bad. Do you remember how bad he was? It looked like, like a little league game at times. Another thing I want to call out now is that the Astros are going to have a rough year. If uh, yesterday is any indication, Uh, the beanball parade started in uh, one of these exhibition games they were playing oh my god I didn't see this what what happened they're playing the Kansas City Royals Um, Altuve hit Bregman hit they hit them all Springer hit and so it's interesting because this pitcher on the Royals Lopez is like a 7 ERA last year he sucks and so he's trying to make the team. So it's like, are you trying to make the team by ingratiating yourself to your teammates by hitting these guys? But also it was really not satisfying because he he sort of hit Altuve on the forearm in one of those times where like Altuve's going to swing and then realize he's going to get hit. So his forearm's exposed, he hits Altuve. Bregman got hit on the jersey you know what I mean like didn't even like make contact with his body gets hit on the jersey and then Springer got up and in but it didn't look like that fast a pitch but these Astros man they just took it they didn't look out to the mound they just got hit and put the bat down and they go to first it's like they've they've all come together and they're saying like don't don't show any cracks if they start throwing at us let's not incite anything let's just take it it's gonna look really bad let's show the fans and let's show the league that uh we're sorry and that we're gonna move forward that's all well and good until someone gets smoked in the helmet yeah that's all well and good until someone who actually throws above 90 hit starts hitting them because this guy was just hitting them with trash if it was his fastball he sucks i think it was off speed stuff too so i mean uh, there's probably even an argument to be made that um uh they were not on purpose, except for the Springer. But then, when you think like, oh, you accidentally hit Altuve, Bregman, and Springer. Yeah. I don't buy that.
1: What you're saying to with the guy who is doing it, it makes me wonder if they brought in this guy that's terrible just to use him as someone to to smash these guys. And it was
0: interesting that it was the Royals. It's not like, yeah, you know, it's not like. <laughs> what did the Astros take away from you guys? <laughs> like you like the sanctity of the game, man. Were <laughs> you supposed to have twelve? <laughs> but you don't ever know the inner stories maybe like some pitcher got you know Alan mike bolsinger on the blue jays like ended his career because the astros shelled him one time it's like that's my friend you're going down
1: all right well i mean the blue jays are going to do it again tonight
0: if if rowdy's not hitting cleanup i'm going to be pissed i don't know if you'll be able to watch that because you'll be getting schooled during our fantasy draft tonight by me yeah that's true we're going to start
1: at seven and they're going to start at seven thirty again sometime around then I'll already have halfway be halfway to the greatest team in our league easily.
0: Yeah, you're just gonna auto pick your team like you did with uh, the last time <laughs> you got in the 99th percentile.
1: Yeah. he's just full of jokes, everybody. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long season of trash talking. I think you're gonna you're gonna get overwhelmed tonight.
0: <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> I can't handle this. I, I don't know. Can we just stop? Can we turn the timer off? I, I need to take a minute for myself. I can't handle. I don't, I can't, I don't know. I don't My know. My picks are going
1: to be like fastballs coming at you. are going to see who I pick. And like Oh, what? that was exactly who I wanted. I, now I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed.
0: Well, like any hitter, I prefer the fastball. So
1: I don't know why you think the well, fastball. Well, it's actually is not the fastball. Thing. You think it's the fastball. You think you're going to pick the guy you want. <laughs> Boom, change up. I got to change up who I'm picking because Jacob just took who
0: I wanted. We will see and we will talk about it tomorrow, everybody. Stay tuned for the results from the fantasy draft. <laughs>